It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Hello, welcome to Premier League Daily, your daily look at all the action in the best footballing league in the world, of course, the Premier League. But it's currently off-season, soon it'll be pre-season, so we're not in the daily routine just yet. Every couple of days, we'll bring you a few bits and bobs to get you in the mood, ready for the new football season. And of course, as it is the transfer window, we need to go through some of the transfer news that's been taking place. After what's been a relatively slow week, it seems to have exploded into action midweek. We've seen signings from Everton, Chelsea, Manchester United, and even Tottenham are back on the transfer wagon so we'll be talking about those Tottenham Tottenham no Tottenham yeah. signed no. not yeah. one but two players can you believe it <laughs> uh, so we'll be talking about that in the company of Steve McNaughton who's a Liverpool fan hello, hello Steve hello mate hello we've got Marley Anderson who's a Newcastle fan hello how are you feeling Marley we're not signing anyone anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've also got Stefan who is a, a Hearts fan but you, you do like to take in the Premier League, don't you? Yeah, Stephen? I do. Uh, Proper football, none yeah, of this Scottish malarkey. Yeah. It's all football, and it's all kicking the ball. Eleven men. Nine versus eight. <laughs> Game yeah. abandoned. I'm now McCorn. I'm a Portsmouth fan, so I'm not really qualified to, to slag Stefan off for being a Hearts supporter. Yeah, that's a cup winning Portsmouth. That's a cup winning Portsmouth. Yeah, to be fair, we won a trophy as well. Hang on, we're second. Oh, just about to say we're seconds away from him bringing up that fucking trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't couldn't get in before he was like, "We've won a trophy, yeah." <laughs> Thankfully, Marley, right, it's called Steve. Premier League Daily and not exactly. Champions League Daily. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get straight into it. <laughs> let's talk about Merseyside, but I don't want to talk about Liverpool, who have mm. made a signing. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I want to talk about the blue side uh, of the city of Liverpool. I want to talk about Everton because they've made a great signing, in mm. my opinion. Mm. Andre Gomez from Barcelona for £22 million. He was on loan at Goodison Park last season. Really impressive. Mm. That's a big coup for Everton, in my opinion, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's a great signing for Everton. He... he he was a shining light in in what was a season that that I don't think hit the heights for Everton after the activity in the transfer market last summer. Mm. At Anfield, he was a real problem for us uh, in that in the Merseyside derby, and I think I'm surprised that bigger teams haven't gone in for him. Yeah, because I think 22 million for a player of that caliber is oh. an absolute snip. It's a bargain. Um, I I thought he might have ended up at Tottenham, considering that there's likely to be some movement in their midfield this summer. Mm. Um, it, it's a real coup for Everton and I think Marco Silva's pulled someone out of the bag there by getting him to commit for what five years 
Yeah. I think any time you get a player from Barcelona for 22 million, that's that's got to be a bargain. Mm. Especially when you've had him already for a year yeah. and he's done so well. Yeah. He turned them into, like, as you said, like Everton didn't do that well. But towards the start of the season, he started pulling it together a bit. Mm. And he was a big part of that. And yeah. he was like, the one guy you can build a midfield around. You stick him behind, in, in with you know Sigurdsson and mm. a couple of wingers that Bernard looked looked all right at times. Yeah, he did, yeah. And it's just, the, they've done it last year as well with San Lucas Dean and he was probably the second best left-back in the league after Randy Robertson. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they've, they've got a good relationship with Barcelona, which is obviously going to be... Yeah, yeah. Because San Yadimina from there as well, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. De La Feu. Yeah. De La Feu, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't really work for him, though. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I think, I'm not sure why that didn't happen. Because he's 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 done all right at other clubs. He, he delivered for Watford, that's for sure. Yeah. But I think it's it's the transfer window this summer and 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 this season have got to be big for Everton. Yeah. With the investment that that has gone into that team, you know the the plans that they've got to to you know to to try and break that top four in terms of new stadium etc. It's a big season for Everton this yeah. summer. Steve, as as a Liverpool fan, do you think they'll ever be a top six club? Uh, I I think it's very difficult for Everton to to get in the top six. I think. They might have a season at some point in the future where they do, they do crack it, um, but I think with the likes of the six teams ahead of them, um, I think they're in that little. I think they're in the mix with the likes of Watford and Wolves, myself. Yeah, uh, you know, fighting for them positions because that top six has two min like mini leagues in it, if you like. Um, and I think Everton are, are kind of in with Wolves and, and Watford. I think financial fair play makes it extremely difficult now for any side to break into that top six. And we've spoken about that on previous uh, episodes of this podcast, Premier League Daily. What does that mean, though, for Everton? It is a statement of intent to sign Gomez. 22 million, as you say, bargain. I think we're all in agreement with that. But is that the next step now for for Marco Silva's side to try and break into Europe on a more regular basis, do you think? Yeah, that's that's where they're going to be aiming. The, The one thing about Everton that a lot of other teams chasing that top six to break into kind of thing is they spend a lot of money. Mm. They spent a lot of money last summer because they backed Marco Silva because they needed to because you have to back a new manager. Mm. They're backing him again this summer by the looks of things. Um, they need a striker. They spent £25 million on Tosun last year. It didn't work. Mm. Yeah. They're probably going to sell him. They won't get 25 for him, so they'll probably make a loss on him and then they've got to spend again to get a proper striker who's going to do something. Um, but they have to be looking at the likes of Arsenal and Man United who finished outside the top six last year and say, right, can we have a proper crack at one of these? If we get mm. a full, solid season going, we can probably catch one of those guys, mm. especially with Arsenal's limited funds. If they don't get, if they don't sell, they've only got 30 or 40 million or something to spend like that and they might yeah. have to sell Torreira and Aubameyang to actually keep keep on going and keep mm. those sort of, the Sharks at bay sort of thing. Um, but it's not unrealistic for Everton to crack the top six considering how poor Arsenal and Man United were last year because if they carry on like that they could be really vulnerable I think it's when you talk about vulnerable I think that the big vulnerability for Everton is is the situation around Rich Allison and I think that some big clubs are circling around him because he, he's a top player he's almost a staple in Brazil's national side now he's well, forced he? his way into yeah. it and when you think of the players that are in that Brazil team that he's had to contend with to even get in the squad is a big achievement but for mm. him to be starting games and, and scoring goals is huge but I know that he's got a few fans Rich Allison. So I think it'd be a watch this space with that one. In- that interestingly, one. I'm I'm looking at the Everton first team on EvertonFC.com right now, <laughs> and Richarlison isn't even in their first team squad. Does what that on the website? On the website? 
Well, what a discovery Ooh. that is. Tell you what, Stefan, you've, you've, you've fell onto something. Eagle eyed Stefan over there. Oh, yeah. Sherlock in the corner. Are you sure you're not just stirring the pot? Are you sure? <laughs> the, the funniest thing is, Umar Nias is. <laughs> <laughs> We've started our own transfer rumour right here on Premier League Daily. But, I mean, what type of what type of money would Richarlison go for? You know, you, you're probably looking at 60, 70 for him, well, I reckon. They signed him for 50, didn't they? Yeah, so yeah. Considering he's done pretty well, you're looking at a minimum of 80. And that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, and that just for me shows how much of a bargain Andre. Gomez is at yeah, twenty-two million pounds. Big sign, and I think that I think the blue quarter of the city quarter uh, you know, <laughs> needs to be uh, be commended for that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's keep with a team that plays in blue. Let's talk now about Chelsea, but very briefly because, of course, they're under a two-window transfer embargo this summer and next January. But of course, people are wondering why and how they've managed to sign Mateo Kovacic from Real Madrid for forty-five million pounds. It's because the uh, the deal that they signed him on last season on loan included a option to buy, and they've exercised that option to buy for forty. Five million pounds. So they've signed Kovacic on a permanent basis. That contract expired on the 30th of June. So they've mm. they've got in there with a couple of days to spare. They've snuck in there and made that sign in permanent. The question is, who's rubber stamped that deal at Chelsea? Because they don't have a manager. So who's gone in there and said, we want Kovacic? Or are they just maybe laying out that safety blanket, that safety net to make sure that they've got some talent in mm, that squad because mm. they know they can't sign anyone for two windows. I think he's just the, the best option that they could possibly get just to get somebody in. So you don't think it's anything to do with the fact that Frank Lampard could be announced as the new Chelsea manager soon and he might have gone in there and said, well, I want Kovacic? Well, no. I wonder I what happens today when we're recording that. this podcast yeah. like it did the other day where we get a Sky News alert saying that Frankie's been uh, appointed at Chelsea. <laughs> that would be... Uh, Steve, you, know, you won't believe this, mate. Nah. Oh. <laughs> Don't do that to us, Stefan. He's still on the Everton homepage trying to work out who Kuko Martina is. <laughs> uh, but to be perfectly honest, Kovacic, you know, if that's all Chelsea have got to go on, I mean, mm. it's it's a safe option for them to to spend that forty five million. They need talent. They've lost yeah. Hazard. Yeah. It looks like they might lose a couple of other players. Mm. They don't have a manager at the moment. It's probably going to be Lampard. I mean, that that's a safe option for Chelsea, yeah. isn't it, to make yeah. that decision? And he's a baller as well. And you know, he's a good, very, very good player. I think. When I look at Chelsea, and I've been quite vocal about Chelsea as a club on this podcast in, in, in the past, hmm. but it seems to me that a lot of special players go into Chelsea, and that, but they just don't quite work. And I think with Kovacic, I think he's got a chance of, of breaking that mould, if you like. And if he can be starting most of the games in that Chelsea team next season, under Lampard, I think it'll give you know give the fans a chance to see his real quality because I, I rate him really highly and but I think he was a staple last season Kovacic wasn't he well, the, he the had thing, over 30 appearances or so for Chelsea yeah um, and in pretty much everyone he got subbed off for Barkley at about 65 minutes yeah. didn't he <laughs> it was that Mauricio Sarri's favourite thing just yeah. you didn't take need one a, off and put another one you on didn't need a start Barkley and yeah. put Kovacic on I, it's yeah. all he did yeah but you know he, he was Real Madrid paid a chunk of money for him you know to sign him they, they spotted yeah, they did, something yeah. in and I think that I think when a manager's doing that and he's he's so systematic in his approach on 65 minutes, like you're saying, pulling him and dragging him and putting on for Ross back, he doesn't trust the kid. You know, Sarri yeah. mustn't have trusted him. Uh, and I think with a fresh set of eyes and a new mindset and a weird position for Chelsea to be in next season, I think you know Lampard might say, actually, you can have a real crack at rubber stamping yourself and, mm-hmm. and, and making you one of the first picks on the team sheet at Chelsea. So, again, watch this space with him. What's the, the goal for Chelsea next season, Marley, do you think? Because, obviously, they know that they've got no players to sign in the next two windows. Sorry, in my opinion, did a great job winning the Europa League and getting them third in the Premier League. Yeah. So, yeah, is, is the aim next season to, to finish in the top four again? I mean, is it going to be unrealistic now with what they've got yeah. going on there? Yeah, I think so. Um, just because with the, with the, um, the embargo, it's like... You can't go from top four to realistically challenging for a title, considering 
Higuain's loan's done. Um, they still haven't got a, a striker, and they can't get one. So, and the salt has had to. So to expect them to challenge for the title is is too far for me, especially with a new manager and everything as well. So. Getting in the top four would be everything for them. That would yeah. be a great season for them. I think that's his brief, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Mm. You can't ask for anything else. Win, win a cup. Get and a they're good, in the Champions Get a good Champions League, well, Champions League so. run. I think mm. I think that's what you want to do if you're Chelsea manager next season. I think the Cups may be a sort of hidden weapon for Chelsea because the way that things go nowadays with winning trophies and getting into Europe, I mean, you could you could win the FA Cup or come runner-up in the FA Cup and still get into the into the European places. I yeah. know it's not quite the Champions League, but still, you know, Chelsea's brief has to be, like you say, get into the Champions League, in my opinion. But, so. but you never know. With, with with the transfer ban, there's going to be a lot of young players next season who'll get chances that they didn't have this season or the season before or for the previous 10 years at Chelsea. Yeah. So yeah. something something might click and you might you might get a bit of form. There's a well, really exciting crop of young talent there. there yeah. Tammy Abraham has been out on loan countless times, but he's ready for his chance. Loftus-Cheek, of course, is an exciting young player, both injured yeah. as well as Callum Hudson-Odoi. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there Reece, is an exciting James nucleus there. Reece James yeah. was mint at Wigan last year. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a very good little player. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Let's talk about Spurs because after a couple of years of not signing anyone and still managing to stay in the top four and even get into a Champions League final, an unbelievable achievement. They've actually decided that they're going to get the checkbook out. The new mm. stadium's been built. They've brought in a couple of players. One is pretty much confirmed. The other looks very close to being confirmed for a club record fee. One's Jack Clark from Leeds and the other is Tangai Ndombele from Lyon, who's attracted plenty of suitors, including Manchester City, PSG uh, and lots of other clubs as well have been looking at Ndombele. But let's start with Clark from Leeds. £8.5 million. Um, that's, again, a bit of a bit of a snip in today's transfer market, isn't it? That's, that's cheap for a player. And Leeds have been... De- over the last couple of seasons mm. in the championship. He's another one off the Leeds um, youth system. They've got right. a very good youth set up at Leeds. They're very good over the years. They've produced some good players. Um, and he's just the latest one off it. He's a tricky mm. winger. He's um, look, Spurs haven't got a great amount of wingers. Obviously, mm. like they, they change the system quite a lot. I think it just brings another option to them. Yeah. And he's, with Pochettino's youth policy, of his, his track record of bringing through youth players, you look at like Harry Winks and yeah. the likes of the, those guys, Oliver Skip made a good uh, impression last season as well, Kyle Walker-Peters is another one. Harry Kane's another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's alright, isn't he as well? Yeah. He's not, it's not too that, bad. It's about that blend of splashing the cash and, and, and finding that little little nugget really, isn't Did it? they not yeah. sign Aaron Lennon from Leeds like 10 years ago or so? They might well have done. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did that's yeah. good memory, that's Steph. Yeah. I mean, but this is this is Jack Clark here, so, so he's, he's born in the 21st century, believe it or not. Mm. So. 18 years old, it, it makes me feel sick <laughs> oh, how was he yeah. signed for Tottenham and I yeah. haven't it yeah, makes me feel sick because you're not 18 mate <laughs> and I thought he's, uh, he's not going to be a starter is he my worry yeah. is um, brought up in York um, so we, we had a lad who was five, six, seven years younger than us Mike Byron uh, came through the lead setup and then signed um, for Premiership Club West Ham West Ham yeah it was West Ham yeah Sam and, Byron yeah Sam Byron yeah, yeah. and um, Mike Byron <laughs> That's his old brother. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, um, and that's his dad. Yeah, that's his, that's his uncle. And and it didn't. It just it just never seemed to materialise. Mm. A lot of young players getting picked up from Leeds after yeah. one good season or so. I'm just looking here. He's he's played 22 times for Leeds last year. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Is that going to work out at Tottenham next year? He's, he's got definitely the right not going to be a starter. Yeah. He's got the right manager to do that. There's a, there's a couple of managers in the league 
that that could sign that type of player and, and get them to kick on and, and the two Champions League finalists are probably then. OK, from 8.5 million on Jack Clark, Spurs look set to sign Tangai and Dombele from Lyon for £65 million, which is a club record fee for Tottenham. That would be a great signing, in my opinion, for Spurs because Ndombele has looked really, really powerful in Lyon's mm. central midfield this season. He really impressed Pep Guardiola, I think, when Lyon played against Man City in the Champions League. Yeah. Certainly he's been linked with City since January, mm. at, the, at the very least. Um, lots of other top European clubs looking at him. Where will he slide into to Spurs' setup? do you think, Marley, in, in, in that midfield? Because as Steve says, I think there is going to be a bit of movement there this year. For 65 million, he goes wherever he wants. I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wouldn't fight him as well. He's he's an absolute tank of a man. Yeah. He's powerful. If you, if you imagine him and Sissoko in the middle, yeah. you look at and Wanyama back and they were Christ almighty. bulldozers, yeah. Good luck getting yeah. through that. You imagine Jack Wilshere or someone like that going trying to go through them three. That'd be Never play again. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, but he looked brilliant last season. He, he did, he, and he looks, City. and obviously he's got international caps as well hasn't he yep. uh, you know for France um, but I think the thing is with Tottenham if you can add a bit of steel into that Tottenham midfield that that will be you know that that will kick them on a lot. I think yeah, I think yeah. Tottenham are on the verge of something bigger. Really, do. he's not a goal scoring midfielder. No. Let's just get this straight. He is very much a, a rough and tumble midfielder. Yeah, yeah. In, in a way, then isn't that a wrong signing for Tottenham? Do they not want to be looking at somebody who can replace Christian Eriksen as opposed to somebody who's they in may, like not, for like for Wanyama or Sissoko? Possibly, but they may not have finished. Uh, Tottenham, like I say, when when you get so close to something like Tottenham are. You know, you are encouraged to go. Actually, we'll take a punt on this, and we will spend a bit of cash. So we might just be be one piece of the jigsaw this summer uh, for me. And I think Tottenham will be quite busy. I bet Eric Lemayla is gutted in the dressing room right oh, yeah. now. Well, it, it's a funny one with the Tottenham midfield because I I got a surprise in the Champions League final when Sissoko played on the right mm. uh, for Tottenham in the, in the final. I was like, geez, you've got to stick that guy in the centre, and you've mm. got, got to have him bulldozing his way around that midfield. <laughs> Um, but, he played on the right in Newcastle quite a lot, yeah. and I always thought it was his wrong position mm. because, like, as good he he, could, he can put in some good performances on the right because yeah. he's, he's fast as hell yeah. and he's strong. So most fullbacks can't deal with him, mm. but if you put him in the centre, he can get around the pitch a bit more. Yeah, um, and he can actually you know put himself about, exactly, and he can tackle, yeah. and he can pass, and he's strong, and all the rest of it. Good, good engine. Um, if you put him with Ndombele. Powerful midfield. I just yeah. think that's, Powerful. that's excellent. That yeah. looks really good. And then you have Ericsson ahead of them Yeah, if he stays. Mm. Well, what you say about Ericsson staying, Zidane apparently talking about Ericsson said uh, he's no longer in the pitch of Ericsson because he lacks the required punch. The punch? Mean? As what in personality, he's not, in, not a good enough laugh. The required yeah, he punch. wants to sign Joey Barton if he wants a punch then, doesn't he? <laughs> Lee, Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer are also available, I've heard as well. Roy Keane's available. Yeah. When Hazard went into Real Madrid, I couldn't see him signing both of them. No, yeah, uh, doing you know. too much. They signed Jovic as well for yeah. 60 odd million. What I mean, a striker like, he is, they need, yeah. they've, they signed, they, they've spent 220 odd million so far yeah. this winter. They're not going to be able to do a lot more Real Madrid. It's the new era of the Galactico, the back. I love it. Well, is there going to be a new era at Manchester United is what we need to try and discuss. Mm, Um, Manchester United look to sign Aaron Wan-Bissaka from Crystal Palace for £50 million. Eventually, they've got their man. They've been knocking on the door. They've gone to Crystal Palace with a few cheeky bids, I would say. And Crystal Palace have gone absolutely no chance. It looks finally now like they've got their man. £50 million. Um, One good season in the Premier League. Not denying he's an excellent player, uh, but Manchester United obviously they need to buy. So Crystal Palace hold all the cards in that situation. Yeah, it do, looks yeah. like they've uh, they've dealt with it well. Yeah, and bantered them as well when they were negotiating because United wanted to put a clause in about them winning the <laughs> Champions League, and Crystal Palace said you're joking, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but good player. He, you know, again I, I, with players like that, obviously I've seen him more when we've played against them last season. And I thought he looked dandy. 
Uh, I think fifty million quid is is still quite a lot of money for him. Yeah. But I think we're in a, we're in a day and age where the, the fees are so inflated. Um. I mean, I know they were looking at Max Ahrens from Norwich as well, who probably wouldn't have cost fifty, but he had a very promising season in the Championship with with, yes. with Norwich. Yeah. Um. It's United's transfer strategy this summer is interesting. You know, with the signing of Daniel James, they're going for yeah. the Wambasaka, um, and and the players that they've been linked with quite heavily. Because what they've done in the past, that they've gone right, Paul Pogba, arguably the best <coughs> midfielder in, in in the world, will sign him because that's what we need. So when we go back to when Sir Alex Ferguson signed the player, so if he signed Andy Cole, if he signed Dwight York, or if he signed. Whoever he signed them because he could probably get one or two more levels out of them, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and get them to really kick on. But when he signed Pogba, uh, sorry, when they've signed Pogba uh, and when they've signed Alexis Sanchez, they've got they've signed players that they probably can't get better out of mm-hmm. at the time, and it's not worked. And I think they've gone back to that kind of way where they're thinking. Yes, we'll sign Wan Bissaka for fifty million because he's a young lad. He's had one good season, but he's probably got another few levels to achieve in him. The, the perception is that these players that Man United have just signed, talking about Pogba, Sanchez, they've dipped since they've gone to Man United. They've yeah. not pushed on any further. Well, because they couldn't, they've not got it. Yeah, that's the danger of signing a finished product. How long does that finished product last? Yeah, like the, Alexis Sanchez looked like an absolute tap in, really, mm. didn't it? Because he was he was very very good at Arsenal. It was yeah, like, yeah. you know, same league, same opponents. And then he came and he's been absolutely rubbish. Mm, and, so. and he's sat there now and you've got a real problem getting rid of him, I think. Yeah, huge problem. So, 500 grand a week, yeah. I think it, it's it's a watch this space with United. I think, you know, if they're going after that young British talent, you know, to, to kind of fill it and hope that they've got another couple of levels in I, them. I like the direction Man yeah, United are going in there. They've got who? They've got no choice. But what, what I find interesting, and this, this is a bit of a philosophical question I want to pose you guys, in terms of, um, for example, Man United are signing what seems to be a roster of young British players that they can get some experience around. Are these young British players, young English players, becoming better, at a better standard? Or is it just more fashionable now for these clubs to sign them or do they need to sign them because of fair play rules and things like well, that? Well, there's there's a need to sign because you've got to have a certain amount of homegrown players in your 25-man Premier League squad. And that's yeah, why I think Man- a, lot of them, a lot of teams are looking at that now. That's yeah. why City Man- with yeah. Do you know what? The, kind con- of thing. the concern for me would be, if I was a Manchester United fan, why are we buying Daniel James from Swansea and Aaron Wan-Bissaka from Crystal Palace when they should be coming through our, our academy? Exactly. We're Manchester United. We should have the best academy in England. Scouting network Simple as well. As that where are all the young Man United players? Where's the young Manchester United fullback that's coming through that they can sell for fifty million to Real Madrid instead of buying for fifty million from Crystal Palace? Where's the young wide player who comes up through the academy? The fact is that they've not really had anybody come through since Marcus Rashford or Jesse Lingard. Who else has come through? Well, mm-hmm. this is the problem. Why? Why are they? They shouldn't be paying fifty million to Crystal Palace for Aaron Wan Bissaka. Aaron Wan Bissaka should be Manchester United's. They should be to pick, begin with. They should be picking up these yeah. players. For instance, Ronaldo is a great example because they signed him when he was eighteen. Mm-hmm. and they developed him and he became a man at Manchester United and they sold him for £95 million to Real Madrid yeah. or whatever the fee was in the yeah, end. That's so, like yeah. what Steve said before, he's designed players and he got another level out of him. Yeah, like, exactly. He got the, how many levels did he get out of Ronaldo? Another five or six? Exactly. He sold him yeah. as the world's best player. Yeah. 31 yeah. goals and, in the Ballon and, d'Or. And that's the way to do it and I think um, I, I think that's what Pochettino is very good at. Um, I, th- I think obviously the, the, we've got Trent Alexander-Arnold at right back yeah. and I think you know Man City have got Phil Foden. You know, yeah. So there's, there's teams that do that but like you say, United, They've, have just 
they've just fell away a little bit and there's a massive rebuilding job going on there. I think the jury's out on, on Solskjaer. I'm not sure how active he is in signing these players. You know, but... We need to get Nicky Butt in this room. He's accountable. <laughs> <laughs> he, of course, he's the academy manager at yeah. Man United. Very highly rated academy manager he as well, yeah, by yeah. all accounts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Romelu Lukaku might be going the other way. So is that good business or bad news for Manchester United? Yeah. Possibly joining up with Antonio Conte into Milan on a £9 million loan deal. Lukaku's agent has certainly been making waves in the press talking about the fact that, you know, he's interested in a move to Inter. Inter are interested in him. Roberto Martinez, the Belgium coach, has even said it's a good fit for both parties, United, Lukaku. I mean, what, what do you make of that? £75 million they paid for him. Uh, do you know what? I think that's great. Offload him, get rid of him. It's £9 million for a year's loan though, isn't it? It's yeah, not yeah. Nine Two million. years. Apparently. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. With an obligation but, to buy for £54 million. Oh, great. Get rid of him. It just it just makes me cry every time I see him on the ball. It just, it doesn't look Why? In, it just doesn't look interested. But he'll, and, score, he'll score 30 goals in Serie A. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Convinced but, he will. Yeah, but not in the Premier League. 30 goals in two years. Not in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But and, the thing is, he, he's, when he was at... Um, uh, West Brom on loan and then when he went to Everton which obviously prompted United yeah. to sign him he was a wrecking machine Bags in the Premier man. League different different and, player especially you know, at Everton he was a different player but he's not been that player at Man United so, so talk- something's not right there so get well, rid of him maybe it's the service on. level you know, so maybe it's the lack of service and you know that he's getting I think I think it's the type of player that he is is it good business for United that was the question yeah I think yes it is yes to yeah. you Harley yeah. what do you think uh, yeah With it, if it's an obligation to buy in two years for 60 that's yeah, no brainer. Yeah, it's a combined seventy million. You can carry, you can carry on building your squad with the money you know you're going to get, as in buy another striker for forty, fifty million, whatever you want to do, and then just move on from there. Fit mm. someone, buy someone that's going to fit your style because I don't think Lukaku does, um, and you know pick who you want basically because mm. you've got the money to do it. Yeah, yeah. Steve, I'd, I'd, I'd do the deal do the deal so yeah. Lukaku out the doors good business according to the Premier League daily panel just a final one before we wrap things up what can you tell me about Sepp van den Berg <laughs> stand by we'll be done in two minutes <laughs> all I can tell you is that a few days ago I seen um, you know the press reporting that uh, a few of Europe's bigger <laughs> clubs were, were in for him the first... Stefan, Stefan read his entire Wikipedia page I'll read I'll his whole you. Wikipedia page you ready Sepp van den Berg Born 20th December 2001, is a Dutch professional footballer currently playing for Premier League club Liverpool FC. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> so basically, he's uh, he's a, he's a 17 year old centre back. Um, you know, he's he's played 16 out of easy games. Uh, plays for PEC Zwolle. Is that is Zwolle. that Zwolle. Zwolle. Um, 22 appearances last year? So, oh, so well, you know, it's all falling apart already. <laughs> Even more. Um, but um, yeah, he's he's considered a a very very bright young prospect. You know, in in terms of the Dutch league, uh, I think what Liverpool are doing is the the move into secure. You know, the, uh, someone who's highly sought after, and and you know, I think long term they realise that. What happens after Van Dijk, even though it's probably a few years away, because um, they've obviously got the other lad who played against Wolves in the Cup, the Kai Jana Hoover, Hoover guy, yeah. uh, who looked who looked half decent at 16 years of age. And mm. I think they're just, there's just a bit of a feather in the nest, a bit of shrewd business I, about it. I, I think, bet he's looking forward to playing next to Van Dijk for the next year or two in training. That'd be an amazing experience. Well, do you know what the thing? Yeah, That'd absolutely. Well, John I, you know. Terry always says that he learned off of Marcel Desailly, who had just yeah. won the World Cup, yeah. and he was coming up through Chelsea. Look at the player John Terry turned into be. I know all of the um, showbiz. Business yeah, stuff aside, stuff, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think if, if they're probably looking at it and thinking, actually, if there's a route um, to two young Dutch centre backs out of the academy, it could potentially save them a fortune in the future. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, Ajax were after him, Bayern were after him, and I think Sam Dory tried to sign him in January as well. So 
two million quid, it's a no-brainer. He's got a slight look of John Anarisa. <laughs> well, a you know what? Ginger hair, yeah. Where did we sign? <laughs> he also looks like Adam Bogdan. If you can that do you know what? That's finally, who he is. He's Adam Bogdan yeah. in disguise. He's he putting outfielders you know stuff on He's his back. Finally, he's finally left Gibson. the club this season. Adam Bogdan's a- gone. Adam Bogdan has <laughs> gone this summer. Oh, uh, from it. I mean, I thought it was a weird signing. Anyway, you know when we when we got him. Who's uh, he gone to? I'm not sure. I think he's just been released. <laughs> he's a free agent, club, I don't think. Yeah. But yeah, so who knows? Um, I don't think he'll 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 start a lot of games. I think the the, the plan is to incorporate Hoover into the first team squad next season. Um, which I don't know what it means about Lovren's long term. Wow. Well, seventeen. Well, seventeen. No. Yeah. Bloody uh, but still apparently, young, apparently Klopp really likes him. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me on Premier League Daily. Thank Steve, you, mate. Marley and Stefan. Cheers. Here. In the studio chatting about all the transfer business. But before we get to the season, because when we do get to the season, it's going to be a daily podcast, as the name suggests. We do have another podcast out at the moment, a Newcastle United special, uh, which Marley and our other resident oh Newcastle fan, Phil Hudson, were chatting yeah. about the, <laughs> the trials and tribulations. Just managed club. to get a word in Marley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another show. And follow us on social media as well on Twitter. It's at The Sports Social. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time on Cheers, Premier man. League Daily. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. The Manchester Football Social is evolving. You'll still be able to get all the latest opinions and news on Manchester United and City. But now as part of a daily Premier League podcast. All the big stories, gossip, laughs and highlights from the biggest league in the world. Discussed by real, passionate football fans. And no footballing dinosaurs. You can join the evolution by searching Sports Social wherever you find your podcasts and hitting subscribe. And now find us on your Amazon smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, enable Sports Social for daily news updates on your team. Sports Social, a voice for fans. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.